Hello and welcome to the Stronger Squad podcast. Firstly, I just wanted to remind you that the next intake of E6 starts on the 18th of September. So if you are ready to completely change your mindset and come away from the all or nothing approach, if you are ready to completely transform your diet so that you actually feel comfortable in making better decisions and being able to go out for a takeaway, being able to go out on holiday and make better choices, and still get results. And if you are ready to feel freaking strong and create the body that you feel confident in, drop me a message with E6 on Instagram. My handle is strong underscore girl squad and let's get you signed up. But otherwise, I hope you enjoy this episode as always. Hello ladies, welcome to this week's check-in. So in this week's check-in, I am actually going to be um referring to the wins and the struggles of the ladies on the E6 program but I'm also going to chat through a couple of the struggles that popped up in my group coaching program and with my one-to-ones because I feel like they are very common struggles that a lot of you either have gone through or may go through in the future so what better way to learn as much as possible than from all of my clients, all of the struggles, um, just so we can lean on each other together and, like I said, learn quicker, so to speak. So firstly, I wanted to recognise a couple of wins because I think that everybody should be bloody recognising their wins, whether they think they're big or small, because ultimately your wins and recognising them is what's going to keep you motivated to keep moving forward especially on those weeks that you feel like you're not making loads of progress, whatever it may be, you need to make sure that you're patting yourself on the back for your wins, okay? So that is super important. First and foremost, Laura said that she got all her three workouts done despite having a very hectic week of work while she also had bloody migraines. First, I hope you are feeling much better, Laura. Secondly, honestly, well freaking done for showing up for yourself despite having a hectic week, clearly not feeling the the best and still getting your three workouts done. So I think that's freaking incredible. Kelly's win is that she's noticing more definition in her arms this week and she even showed her husband while joking, check out my guns, and his response was holy crap. So she said she was pretty happy with that. Um... And she can see that she's on the right road to achieving the results that she wants to achieve. Kim said that her biggest win was that she felt like she went off track a little bit, but she actually got straight back on without self-sabotaging. And I thought this was actually super, super awesome, if that's how you, well, it's not how you speak because I can't speak properly sometimes. But honestly, Kim, well freaking done because changing your mindset around the all or nothing approach of the on track, off track approach can be one of the hardest things. Um, So recognizing that you had a bit of a struggle, that you had a bit of a dip, but you were able to kind of pull yourself out of that dip and continue moving closer towards your goals and continue ticking off your daily habits. So well done for that. Lisa said that after coming home from holiday and being completely flat out at work, she still managed her steps, Pilates once and weights twice. So perfect example of getting back from holiday and getting stuck straight into it. So that's amazing. 
I also wanted to recognize a couple of um, client wins from my one-to-one ladies. So Lamia said, controlling cravings and making wiser food decisions. I think, you know, having the knowledge and the power and the willpower to make, you know, well, willpower one to control your cravings, but also just having that knowledge to be able to make um, wiser food choices ultimately makes you feel like overall more confident that in the future, this is something that you can continue doing. So well done. Liz said that she is just generally feeling healthy and happy, which is a massive win. And then we have my last client, Deepika, who says three workouts and she is including more protein. So they're just a couple of wins from this week. I do like to recognize them, as I said, because I think it's really important um, that you ladies pat yourself on the bloody back and see how well you're doing because it's going to be the motivation you need to keep moving forward. Right, let's get stuck straight into these struggles. Okay, um, this probably popped up in different regards, but a similar kind of context, just in regards to like low energy, um, we have really busy weeks and obviously can't be asked to get your workouts done. Um, So the first one is, Energy to get the workouts done in the week because of work. Got them all done at the end of the week, which is great. Also, alcohol and not drinking enough water. Again, probably related to work. First and foremost, freaking well done for still getting those workouts done. This is a perfect example of showing up for yourself and doing the things that you don't want to do despite how your mood is and despite how you feel. I know it's hard, like we all go through it, we all have those weeks, we have those days where shit is just hitting the fan, you know, you're probably feeling a little bit stressed and the easiest thing to do would be not to do your workouts or not to do your steps or just go, you know, bloody full throttle on takeaways, etc. That is the easiest thing to do. As humans, um, that is what we tend to do. But the fact that you were still able to complete those workouts despite having a hectic week just shows like how much progress you've made. And clearly you're asking yourself that question of will my future self be grateful? And if, like I always say, if the answer is yes to that question, then you need to bloody show up for yourself. Something's always going to be better than nothing. And that's a motto I'm continuously reminding you guys of. Something is always better than nothing. And despite how hectic that week was, I bet you felt freaking awesome for getting those three workouts done despite really not wanting to. And the easy option could have, you could have not done the ball. But in all honest truth, it would have made you feel 10 times worse. So sometimes you just have to push through and you have to show up for yourself. In terms of, um, obviously, I mean, I used to do this and I know it's very common when we have stressful weeks, you know, having a drink after work or whatever it is, again, is an easy option because we associate having a drink with relaxing us and calming us down. That is the association. But something that I found quite helpful and, I mean, I don't tend to drink like... I'm surprised that I don't drink much at all these days, which is probably a good thing for me. Um, But what I actually do is I have alcohol-free beer in the fridge because, like, even last week, don't know, it was really sunny, it was really hot, or I have quite a busy day or stressful day. I associate having a drink with chilling out, relaxing, you know, zenning me out, so to speak. So 
I actually have alcohol-free beer in the fridge and if I feel like having a drink, just say, I'll have an alcohol-free beer because psychologically I feel like I'm having that drink. Apparently it's calming me down or I think it is or what, whatever, you know, you, you kind of associate it with. However, I am not having the effects of alcohol and alcohol is not in my system. And just remember that if you do drink alcohol, you may think that you have a good sleep or it's going to send you to sleep easily, but it actually does the complete opposite and it will ultimately make you have a shit sleep. So I think in regards to kind of like, you know, grabbing a drink after work, if it's been a stressful one, can you potentially have an alcohol-free option in your cupboard or in the fridge to at least have the option to reach for it? That is the thing. If you only have alcoholic drinks in the fridge, of course, that's going to be what you, you go for. But, you know, if you find a drink that's non-alcoholic, um, you know, wine, I mean, I don't know what non-alcoholic wine tastes like, wine or gin or beer, if you like beer, have the non-alcoholic option just in your house because it gives you that chance to make a decision on should I have that full alcoholic beverage or can I at least have one zero percent drink and then see how I feel after that. I think that's really important because it gives you that option and then you can actually make that decision. Okay, second struggle which relates to the to uh, the first one I just spoke to spoke about fitting in quality workouts. Uh, was very tired this week. Did not have the mood or nor the energy to work out. As I keep saying, something is always better than nothing. And I hope when you go through these like dips in mood or energy or like you're procrastinating your head and you're having a debate with yourself about, you know, I'm really tired. I I could easily just chill out on the sofa. Um, I don't want to do this workout. I hope you can hear my Australian voice in your head saying something is better than nothing. Okay. You don't have to go into the workout full steam ahead, PBs, you know, doing the absolute best workout of your life. You do not have to do that. But showing up to the workout is important. Okay. You don't have to do the same reps or the weight or the same weights as last week. Like don't even worry about how you performed in that workout last week. Just show up. And ultimately, if you have a week where you don't feel like you perform that well in your sessions or you're comparing it to like how you had been you know, performing in the sessions a few weeks before, just forget about it, okay? Like the week's done. If you've showed up and you've got workouts done but you thought, oh, I could have probably pushed harder but my motivation energy wasn't there, you still showed up. You still did a workout. It still counts. Like it all bloody counts. But at the end of the day, just just get on with get on with life. Do you know what I mean? Like it is what it is, even though that's a weird saying from Love Island. Um, but what I tend to do, and I did this last week, my workouts probably like I didn't train in the gym that much. I did two home workouts, um, and just because I was super, super busy. And I know I definitely didn't push myself hard enough in any of my workouts, to be honest with you. But what I made sure was I was I knew that's what had happened last week. So this week, my key focus was my sessions because I love, you know, pushing myself in the sessions. So I made sure that this week, my priority was to get my four sessions done and I was going to push myself. 
the way I did that was, as you should all know, and you should all be doing by now, because I've told you how to schedule your workouts in the app. On the weekend, I looked at the workouts and I com- compared them to kind of like my week. So what I did was, right, where do I have more time and where do I have less time? What days can I realistically get my workouts done? I then had a look and I fi- um, scheduled a gym workout for Monday because I had more time. Tuesday and Wednesday are going to be home workouts because I don't have much time and I know I can just do it from the comfort of my own room. Thursday is going to be a gym workout. I've scheduled those workouts in my app and I've also scheduled them in my Google Calendar. And now I know because I know what workouts I'm doing for the week, I've had a look to see when I can realistically get them done. That in my calendar, I don't have to think about my workouts. Well, obviously, when you get into the workout, you got to bloody push yourself. But they're scheduled in. You know when you're going to do them. And that kind of little thing in your brain can like be ticked off to say, look, last week my workouts weren't that great. But this week is the, I'm going to make them a key focus. So I've already scheduled them into my calendar. I know what workouts I'm doing. So I am setting myself up for success to make sure I get my workouts done. And I think when you do go through struggles, any type of struggle, or you're a bit disappointed about, you know, something that happened, or maybe you didn't get all your steps and all your workouts or whatever it is, like, do not dwell on it. That does shit all for you. Like, it's not going to allow you to go back in time and get them done again. They're done. Like, it is what it is, as I keep saying. But what you can do is learn from it and realize, okay, yep, this is making me feel a bit shit because I wish I had pushed myself a bit more. Next week's focus, is my workout, I'm going to get back on top of it. And that's literally all you have to do. So I hope that helped. Um, Another struggle, uh, just getting steps in a few days because of home circumstances. I really like this part though. Um, She said, but I felt my mindset was better about it. Something is better than nothing. Yes, clearly I'm in your brain, hopefully. 7,000 is just a target. I don't have to be perfect apps are bloody lately okay and I was actually having a conversation with one of my clients this morning the targets I set are purely targets so that we have something to aim for okay they're not set in stone just because you don't get your 7,000 doesn't mean well there's no point getting any steps in like that's that that is not the right mindset to have if you hit 3,000 great that's better than hitting nothing at all if you hit 4,000 like I said great, better than nothing at all. Like you need to get out of this mindset that if you can't hit a a specific target I've set, then there's no point doing anything because that mindset is what will make sure that you don't achieve the results that you want and you won't move closer and you'll feel shit because you're like, well, I can't hit my set target. So I won't do anything that that's just going to leave you feeling 10 times worse. The targets I set are purely targets. Just because you don't hit them doesn't mean you've failed. Always show up for yourself and always do something because you will always feel better. In regards to, you know, getting your, um, I guess, steps up, you know, if you're at home, you don't have to look at it like, and maybe these are the days that you need to think, right, I actually can't really leave the house for whatever reason if it's raining. Don't think, right, oh, I'm not going to hit my step target. Don't Don't think about the target. Just try and think, okay. How can I regularly move my body throughout the day to keep that movement up? Take away the target because sometimes like probably that is the biggest barrier, but you can just think, right, 
I can't get out for my 60 minute walk today, but how can I just keep moving around the house to make sure that I'm just constantly moving and look at it that way. And then think of like, get a bit creative. If it's cleaning, I keep saying, I know it's shit, but cleaning the house bloody does wonders. Vacuuming does wonders. You know, if you have two bathrooms, go to the furthest one. If you have washings, like clothes and all that to like hang up, like just any type of movement, just move the body a little bit, go out and walk in your garden, like if that's what you want to do. Or if like, you know, you have a day that you know you're not getting your steps in, like it, again, it's not the be all or end all, like if you don't hit that target. Remember, we're looking at this as a lifelong process. You're constantly working on, your, on yourself, which is not a negative, and you're constantly just trying to look after yourself. So I think maybe on those days, just take away the idea of trying to hit a target and just think, right, I'm just going to try and move my body as much as I possibly can today. But I know tomorrow or the next day or whenever it is, I'll be able to get out and get my walk done again. Right. Next struggle. Very busy at work. Lots of catching up to do. My diet wasn't the best. Well, to be expected, you've just come back from holiday and you were probably on holiday in a lovely relaxed state, potentially, you know, eating more carbs or indulging a little bit more than normal, which you are freaking allowed to do when you're on holiday. So please remember this. Um, and the first week back after holiday, like, is like kind of like you're trying to catch up. Um, also, I'm not quite sure, like in terms of work, you might have, you know, a lot of work to do if you've taken a break. Um, so again, you're just kind of like on catch up mode. And it's always a little harder to get back into the swing of things um, because obviously on holiday you've been out of the routine and you've been chilling and it just takes a little time to adjust. So first and foremost, give yourself a break. It's your first week back. Of course, it's going to be a bit chaotic. Uh, you're just trying to get into back into like your normal routine. But I think what you can take away from this is you know that this week you weren't 100% happy with your diet. So your diet can be your focus next week. So how can you improve this week's diet for next week? What can you include more of? Um, you know, plan your meals, go grocery shopping on the weekend, get prepared. Your struggles and anything that you struggle through with throughout the week, it's okay to struggle with things we all do. But I think, the, you know, a, a struggle doesn't have to be a bad thing. And or if, if it's gone to shit for the week, it doesn't have to be a bad thing. You've got two options. You can dwell on it and it become an, this, it stay the same issue for the same week. Or you can think, right, this is what I struggled with this week. Figure out why you struggled with it and then say, okay, well, I don't want to struggle with it for the following week. So these are the little things that I'm going to do to make sure I'm on point with it. It's as simple as that, okay? Like, I'm such a, and you probably know by now, like, you know, you you, sh you can't complain about, well, you can complain about things, but, like, my kind of point of view is that there's no point complaining about something or dwelling on something. Like, for God, how many times have I said it is what it is? But it is. The past is the past. Like, it's done. Like, you can't do shit about it. So you've got two options. Dwell on it, make it, allow it to kind of creep over into the following or look at the situation, look at the struggle and say, right, yep, this is the struggle. This is why I struggled. These, This is how I'm going to make sure it's not a struggle for the following week. Two options. You get to choose. You get to, to decide how your next week goes. Okay. Another struggle, uh, calorie deficit and junk unable to control. Okay. So when you're trying to lose weight, 
um, I want you to start thinking like this, okay? Don't look at it as, okay, what do I have to remove from my diet just so I can lose weight, just so I can stick to my calories? Stop thinking about the foods that you have to remove because as you should all know, you shouldn't have, you shouldn't be think, you know, prepared to remove all your favorite foods just to lose weight because that is not a long-term like approach to take. You need to still include the food you love and enjoy because ultimately you want to eat them for the rest of the rest of your life. You're not actually going to remove them forever. And th- you would know by now in the way our coaches that I'm not going to get you to do something for a very small period of time that you cannot see yourself doing for the rest of your life. Like might sound boring, but at the end of the day, you're here to get long-term year-round results. And so that means we have to take this approach. So instead of looking at it as removing foods, start thinking of it more like, okay, well, what foods can I include more of that are going to make me feel better, make me feel healthier, and that are potentially going to support my goals, i.e. having, right, let's include more fruits and vegetables. I'm going to have two fruits at breakfast. And then for lunch and dinner, I'm going to make sure I have two to five different types of vegetables. Do I have one portion of protein in each of my meals? So the fruits and vegetables, they're going to help keep you feeling full for longer. They're going to help volumize your meals, okay? You all should know what protein does now. Protein protein is going to keep you feeling full for longer. So naturally by just thinking, okay, what more, like what more, what foods can I include more of, i.e. right, I'm going to get my two pieces of fruit in at breakfast always and I'm going to make sure I have two to five different types of veggies, lunch and dinner and do I have a portion of protein in each of my meals and then just say you have right one portion of carbs for breakfast, lunch and dinner, just asking yourself that question and turning it around and reframing it, what foods can I include more of? They're going to fill me up and they're going to make me feel better. Naturally, by doing this, you're going to feel more full and you're going to be less likely to snack on shit and overeat because you're actually focusing on proper, good, nutritious foods in your meals. And naturally, those foods are going to make you stay full for longer. So you're less likely to reach for the bloody Haribo's or the six packet of crisps in the afternoon. And just remembering that weight loss takes time. Like you, you can't expect the scales to change in a week. And another thing to note as well, just from like a conversation in the group as well, I want to kind of touch on as I've just seen, when you step on the scales and you don't see it come down, do not get demotivated. If you haven't listened to some of my podcasts by now, you should know that weight loss, uh, the scale weight is probably, it is the last thing that I will ever look at in terms of progress for a client. And that's even if your goal is weight loss. The reason being is because your scale weight will fluctuate every single day. doesn't matter how perfect you've been, it will fluctuate every single day. It also is because you can achieve fat loss and the scale weight will stay the same potentially. So what you need to make sure that you're doing, if this is your goal, you are either taking progress photos, you're taking measurements, but also use a piece of clothing that may be a little bit tight or a little bit cozy that you want to kind of fit back into a bit more comfortably and use those things as a, I guess, um, physical form of progress, so to speak, because your scale weight may not come down, 
but you're now fitting into your clothes a hell of a lot more comfortably. The reason is, is because fat loss and weight loss are very different. If you imagine jumping on the scales, when you weigh yourself, that's literally every single thing in your body. That is, um, you know, blood, water retention, organs, muscle, bones, any food still in your digestive tract. Fat loss is purely fat that you've lost and you cannot see that on the scale. Other things to note is that how are you feeling? Like, are you feeling stronger? Are you lifting heavier weights? Are you now finding that your steps are getting much easier? Are you now including protein within each of your meals where previously you have struggled massively with that or maybe you just never even focused on it at all? Look at those things. Look how they're making you feel because those things, the process goals, the day-to-day habits, that is what's going to allow you to achieve weight loss. Jumping on that scales and letting it demotivate you and then thinking, shit, what's the point? I've not made any progress yet. You haven't recognized the fact that you're now training three days a week. You're getting your steps in. You're showing up for yourself even when you freaking didn't want to. You're including more protein. You're getting better sleep. You're drinking more water. Or in this case, just say you've jumped on the scales. It hasn't changed, but you haven't tried on those pants that are a bit cozy when potentially if you try them on now, they could fit 10 times better. So make sure that you're not letting the number on the scales and jumping on the scales demotivate you because what will ruin your progress is, and this is what tends to happen, people, women tend to jump on the scales, they can't see their progress. They're like, they put in, excuse the language, but fuck it, basket. They think, well, you know, everything I've just done for the last six weeks doesn't count. Um, Might as well just go to town on whatever your indulgent thing is and then continue that cycle let it lead on to the next week and then the next week and then suddenly you're at square one that is what will ruin your progress so just recognize that scale weight isn't the be all or end all i never weigh myself anymore i go on how i feel and that's exactly what i want you to do and i think also if you do jump on the scales and the scale weight hasn't come down before you start freaking out that you made no progress sit down make a note of you know like three things that you know you feel better in or like for example you're training three times a week or you you feel stronger because you were able to carry the groceries in you know all the way from the car to the house and that used to make you feel bloody out of breath you know look at other things and just recognize the wins recognize how far you've come because that is going to be a motivator and I don't want you to let the bloody number on the scales dictate your mood and how you feel. So hopefully that has helped. Um, Lastly, late night snacking. um, And I think this is quite a common one, especially if you have young children or young babies and you know, you got to get up throughout the night and feed them, etc. First and foremost, so yeah, just to uh, explain this a little, what happens when you are tired? Now, this is why generally getting enough sleep is so important and I think um very underrated but obviously when you have young children and you have babies you have to attend to them and look after them completely understand that but what actually happens is when you are tired your hunger hormones in your body that you don't have control over go mental so the the hormone that the satiety hormone that keeps you normally feeling full that decreases and your hunger hormone increases. So what this means is that when you're tired, you are going to feel freaking ravenous, i.e. 
when I have my afternoon naps, as soon as I wake up, I still feel extremely tired. And one of my struggles is that I don't give a shit. I'm going to the cupboards, I'm going to the fridge, and I'm trying to find anything that I can eat because I just feel so freaking hungry. It's happened multiple times. I think I may need to get rid of the afternoon nap to help with that, but who knows. Um, so when you're tired, that is what happens. Your hunger hormones naturally increase, your appetite increases, you do not have control over that, you just get this urge of hunger. So one way, and this is not necessarily just in terms of like late night snacking or midnight snacking, this could be throughout the day at any point when you have an urge. The first thing I want you to do is sit with it for 30 minutes, okay? If you know you've had a great nutritious breakfast and lunch and it's afternoon, and you know dinner's in an hour or so or whatever it is or you know in this case if it's you know during the night because you've had to get up and feed the baby before you reach for the food and just bloody go to town on it pause for a second okay pause and actually start thinking to yourself first and foremost you know ask yourself am i hungry or is it that i'm I know that I'm really tired and this is why I feel like I'm my appetite has increased. Ask yourself, I talk to myself all the time, you know, even when I'm bloody going shopping and stuff. I ask myself questions as a lot of people tend to bloody say they do the same, like in the streets. Um, ask yourself, am I hungry or am I tired? Then ask yourself, what have I eaten today? Have I had a filling breakfast, lunch, potentially dinner depending on like when you're finding that you are you know snacking if it's midnight and you know has that you know was that nutritious did that fill me up at that time if the answer is yes then you are probably just going to have to try and fight this hunger urge because you're not actually hungry you're just tired but because of the craziness of the hormones in your body it's making you think that you're hungry okay so sit with it for 30 minutes and I reckon that's going to feel like a long time, but this is what you need to do. If after 30 minutes you still feel freaking ravenous, get up, get a drink of water, get a tea, get a piece of fruit, okay? But don't go munching down on toasties and like loads of bloody toast and bread and all that. Like have an option there if you know this is something that always happens or a high protein option there that you can reach for after 30 minutes if you still feel the need to do so, okay? But also, this is another another thing to ask yourself, if you're, you know, even in the late afternoon, if you're feeling like this and you, you've thought about kind of what you've eaten throughout the day and you know that you haven't fueled your body right, you haven't made sure you had a decent breakfast, a de decent lunch with fruits and veggies and, you know, a good amount of protein, and you're finding that you're quite hungry at night, well, that's probably the reason why. Because you've not fueled your body right, you've not focused on your breakfast or your lunch or your dinner, so now it's 10, 11 o'clock at night and you're bloody ravenous. It's because you haven't you haven't focused on your main meals throughout the day, you haven't eaten regularly. So these are things you need to start thinking about. There's always a reason as to what you know why you're struggling with whatever you're struggling with, but it, if you don't give yourself enough time to pause, reflect, you will continue to repeat those habits, you know, every day or constantly or whatever it is. So when you have a struggle, pause, think, and recognize why you think you're struggling with that particular thing. Because once you recognize why, then 
I can help you, but also hopefully as we, you know, go through this process and these and all the coaching is that you'll have the knowledge to think, right, I know why I'm feeling hungry at this time. What can I do tomorrow to make sure that this doesn't happen again? And you know what? Like it will happen again at some point. You're never gonna bloody get it perfect. Nobody does, and I don't expect you to, to expect you to. But the idea is to at least have the awareness of what's going on, why it's going on. And then again, that option to be able to choose how you overcome that struggle the following day. So I think that is important. So that's pretty much the struggles for this week. Now, one question, as you know, I always ask is, what are you most proud of yourself for doing this week? Just like your wins, this is something I love, like hearing about from you women because you women sorry sometimes I can't speak um you ladies um because it gives you that you don't recognize as like how well you're doing because you're constantly living in the bloody rat race of life looking after kids or working and then you know doing everything else you're doing with all the bloody responsibilities you have that I don't think you give yourself enough credit for how much you actually do and how far you come So I love asking this question because it forces you to actually sit down and recognize what are you bloody proud of yourself for doing this week? And then when you put pen to paper on this case, when you type it out and you actually create awareness around, yes, I am. This is what I did this week that I thought I was really proud of because it's something that I struggled with three weeks ago. You're like, shit, I actually have come far. You know, I have made progress, even though this whole week I thought I hadn't. So I love this part. So, first proud of Lamia said actively making decisions about the type of food she's eating. She she says I said she still has a long way to go, but opting for lighter meals when she knows she has a heavier one coming, and consciously making the decision. Freaking amazing! You're in control of the decisions you're making. Awesome. And then we have another. Um, you know, what are you most proud of? Reflecting back on my body a year ago. And being much happier with it now. Still more to do, but I do feel so much better most of the time in a lot of the in a lot of respects. Awesome. Another proud of you moment is not overeating. Again, it's all about having the knowledge and having the power to make conscious decisions around your food. Another amazing proud of moment is mindset change, which is the freaking hardest to do. Habit change, behavior change, mindset change. If you, no matter what your goal is, if you want to be able to achieve it, then mindset is freaking king. Because for example, like when I was talking about the scales, jumping on that scales and having this idea that you need to reach a certain number and you get on it right. And despite working out three times this week, despite hitting your protein target, despite hitting your steps, despite feeling amazing before you got on that scale you were feeling great happy energized jumping on that scale and because that freaking scale doesn't tell you the number that you thought you needed to be at in order to be happy and healthy and fit having control of your mindset when you do that so for example you jump on the scale it doesn't tell you what you want if you are in control of your mindset you get to choose whether you let that freaking number in the scales demotivate you, derail you, and ultimately give up and then start making maybe not so many conscious, you know, good choices for yourself. 
or you jump on that scale, you see the number and it's not what you thought it was going to be. You think, you know what? I don't give a shit because even though that number doesn't say what I thought it could have said, I'm feeling freaking amazing. I've got my workouts in this week. I've been on point with my nutrition. I've been on point with my steps. I actually mentally feel happier. I feel healthier and I feel stronger. So I don't care what that number says. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing because I know it's the right thing because of how I feel. And that is down to mindset. So that's awesome. Again, I guess this this plays into the mindset thing. We have another proud of you moment. I'm proud of myself for loosening up mentally, for being kinder to myself and for actually making it to the last week of the program. Halla bloody Luyah. And honestly, even if you learnt one thing over the six weeks and it was to loosen up your mindset, get out of the all or nothing mentality, be kinder to yourself, recognise that no bloody perf- like no one is perfect, no one leads perfect lives. As I said last week on the podcast, you know, people only put up the good shit on social media, the wins, like the holidays, how well everyone's doing. Nobody puts up the struggles. Nobody puts up the fact that, you know, their nutrition's been shit or they're having a hard time. It's just not what people put up. Be kind to yourself. Show yourself compassion because you might think you're the only one struggling or going through it, but you're not. We're all in the same boat. We all go through the ups and downs of life. And the sooner you get comfortable with the fact that that's just what life is, it is up, it is down. You will go through struggles. You will have massive wins, but you just keep riding that wave. The sooner that you'll be able to, you know, move closer towards your goals and realize, you know, a little struggle, a little hiccup isn't the be all end all. You've got a choice. You dwell on it. You let it get you down and then you get nowhere or you bloody pick yourself up. You realize it's normal to feel the way you do and you figure out how can I improve for the next time or how can I move past this? So awesome. And then lastly, proud of moment is getting the workouts done despite a crap week. Loved the bloody check-in this week and I really hope it was helpful. Um, And I think probably something that I've noticed massively from reading everybody's check-ins is the mindset shift coming away from the all or nothing approach, being more compassionate towards yourselves, giving yourselves a freaking break and still showing up for yourself even when you didn't want to. So I am super bloody proud of you all. Um, Any questions on anything I've talked about, you know where to find me. We have our WhatsApp group, so just reach out. But I really hope you enjoyed this episode and I will talk to you soon. Thanks a million for listening to this episode of the podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it and I hope that you were able to take home a few tips, tricks and recommendations to help you along your journey. If you are interested in working with me, if you want to join the next Intake of E6, like I said earlier, just drop me a message on Instagram with E6 or fill in the show notes below and I will chat to you on the next episode.